Hello and welcome to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. I'm Cliff. Hello, I'm Brett. Brett, you're very uh, well turned out today. Am I? In, in what sense? Like, you know, your hair, have I had a shave? Yes. I haven't? You have. You normally have a beard. You normally look unkempt. Oh, I can see it now. It's close up. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, you from, a, from a meter away, you look clean shaven. <laughs> I think I've got, what it is, I've got a very bright light shining on us. It's very that's, bright, yeah. It's much brighter than it normally is. Um, uh-huh. Nobody, you've got a lot of uh, what I'm going to call product on your hair. It's just water. Water? Uh-huh. How's just it that water. sticky? I can see it glistening and that. Sticky? How do you know it's sticky? I, well, because of the like bits of paper and stuff that are attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> Balloons and that. Uh-huh. No, it's just, it's just water. Well, I've been in the bath, have you? I'm in the bath every day. Every day. I know, day. but have you just been in the bath? Astronomical. Yeah, well, yeah, not, not so long ago. So, yeah, wash still, head, still a bit wet. No, yeah, I don't brush my hair or wash, wash it. Wash it, I said. What, you did not use any shampoo? Nope. What kind of... Very, I, probably, I would say once... If my head starts getting a bit itchy, Cliff, I think it's probably a bit time to wash it now. So that's, right. that's what I do. If it gets itchy... Wash it. Otherwise, okay. just leave it. Rule for every part. It's a good rule. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I assume it cleans itself. Well, okay. that's what they say, isn't it? That's what the that's what the rasters say. Mm-hmm. So I think that's think what you, happens. Have you ever got close to having dreadlocks? You think? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm I'm that unkempt in the hair. Well, had them, didn't he? Who? no. Uh-huh. He did have them, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Ginger dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> when he was on that fairground ride. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he should have had them strapped in. Of course, he, he, should, he could have gotten them stuck in the mechanisms, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. That would have been terrible for, terrible for Mick. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have loved the thought then, would he? <laughs> of coming home yeah. to you. That, that was his yeah. scalp ripped off. <laughs> so you beat the pub today. Tell us what pub you beat to, Brett. Um, we went to the Bambra. Also, look at my choice. Oh, Corona mm-hmm. is it on special. Remember when we oh, all thought uh, that but... should be on special? Yeah, never was. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the Bambra, took the dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. We're going to get something to eat, but I tell you what, Cliff, the the menu in the Bambra was just. It was just rubbish. Even for your primitive Even taste. for my meagre taste, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Why? What was on it? Like, Or what wasn't on it? Not much. Not much. That's, no. that's what, what I'd was say. Was it to- toasties? Toasties. I didn't say any toasties. I mean, it had the normal stuff on there, like burgers uh-huh. and that. But it was like, it was just poor. So we were left and went to the new crown. The Bambara seems the type of place that, you know, the chips that are kind of flat, like, Planks of wood, yeah, that shape, yeah, it uh, seems like that kind of place. I think I hate those chips, like the end of the chips, the very small I know, ones. But there's that some pubs that just uh, just serve them in that, that <laughs> plank shape, isn't it? Well, cuboids. I think cuboids, <laughs> cuboids, not cuboids. <laughs> I thought you said cuboids. <laughs> See, that was a lot funnier, cuboids, wasn't it? 
That's the thing. You well, should have said that. It's not a ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it could be. So you, you had the new crown. What yes. did you have at the new crown? What do you have to eat? You know what I had there, Cliff? I had a burger, didn't I? And did you, what did you but have the, the problem the with it? Um, I was going to go for, like, jalapenos on it and stuff okay, like that. yes. But I didn't bother, so I just got cheese and bacon on it. You know, normal. It was called a cowboy burger. But All the right. problem with it, Did it have an onion ring Cliff, in it? No. The problem with it was it was served in a bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Like dig your hands in. Yeah. Uh That's not the right vessel for a burger, is it? It certainly is not. Did they give you a spoon with it? (laughs) No, no spoon. But I why why a bowl? I'll I'll I like to cut up my burger. Use a knife and fork. I don't like how many pieces? Just like all the it. way through, yeah, just half it, and then you use yeah, cut it in half, and then then start using the utensils. But with the this utensils, bowl, do you mean your hands? <laughs> no, you cut I mean, it in a half, and, and then use a knife and fork to eat it. You just need yes. to get something else, Brett. That's it's, well, no, that's not what you're after. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's how I eat it. That's how I do it. You oh, know, I know, chucking in it. But obviously, the bowl it kind of hinders. That Maybe that's why we'll, we'll force him to pick yeah, it up. This yeah. time. <laughs> uh-huh. Look at this idiot. I've changed my opinion of it now. I think they were in the right. <laughs> Never get your uh, stupid fucking knife in there, will you? I mean, it, it, what's all this shit? About? You know, I've had them brought in baskets, burgers, mm-hmm. uh, now a bowl. You know what? Just give us a fucking you know, plate. It's not the right thing, is it? But uh, it's but not really, isn't Yeah, knife and fork. And so. Don't well, I said, I said to my lass, why is it in a bowl? She went, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a cowboy burger. I don't know <laughs> what I had to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. So that's what I've been doing. All right. What you've been doing? Um, I'm not a burger. There's a pub quiz started in the, the bar we go to. Well, a bar quiz. Can you say a bar quiz? It's not a pub. But uh, they've started a quiz night. And... Uh, the prize, the way where I go to after work. The prize. What do you what do you think's a good prize for a quiz? Cash. Cash. Cash or beer. Yeah. Prize for this is a pizza. One pizza. No. No. <laughs> no. No. A pizza. <laughs> do they make pizzas as well? Do they order it in for you? Brett, Brett the food uh not good enough, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's why. One of the last this should call it the only quiz you play to lose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that I haven't pizza. tried. Actually, I'm being disingenuous a bit because the the pizzas come from the Italian restaurant next door, which are actually quite good. So, well, they so they do right. ship it, but still, but it's still not a good price for a quiz, is it? It's an awful price. Awful. <laughs> the four of you, you've just done five rounds of inane <laughs> bullshit, and yeah. what do you get to win? Coming a slice of pizza. Out of all the other geeks, a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter of a pizza. <laughs> it's not good, is it? Can remember that when we used to go at the draft and that they used to give away like crates of We had a crate of rage. Crate of rage, some it, some ill-advised alcohol pop. Is that when you went on a rampage and started uh, taking down the gazette posters and that? I did never do that, Brett, because I yes, always uh, aspired to work there one day. <laughs> no, you always deny that. 
even though you definitely did it. I mean, I think you're all right to say it. No, I think you're all right to come clean. <laughs> Never, it didn't even happen. You live in a different country. <laughs> and, and, the, and the Gazette and, doesn't well, exist. Yeah, it's, and what on earth could <laughs> they do anyway? <laughs> what else to live. Just... I could live next door to the Gazette office, wherever that might be. <laughs> but it wouldn't it's, it's just an online thing now, isn't it? Have you ever been on the... the... The online thing. Um, it's just, it's I, impossible to navigate. I can't go on any local newspaper websites because you can't actually read any stories. You've got to close yeah. about a million ads and then they uh -huh. ask you a quiz before you're allowed to read the story. <laughs> What's <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> uh, it's just impossible. How regularly to read do you change your tires? Well. What, I, what does that matter? I want to read about this fella who's wagged off a fucking pigeon or whatever he's done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely so yeah, unfortunately, ridiculous. I've still got friends who work there, and I would I would like to support it a little bit more, but I can't bring myself to wade through the obstacles to get to a story. Yeah, it's 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 horrific. I've I've tried and just give up. Sometimes, well, yeah, I, same. It's just not going to work. It's not like it's you. Ridiculous. What, the world, the longest bacon sandwich in Britain. It's not even in Shields, Brett. It's in fucking Liverpool or somewhere, and it's just copied and pasted on every website in the country. Like, uh, stupid. Did, did you say bacon? What? That's what he said. Someone say bacon. Someone say bacon. It's not how you accuse me of being the Oh, you bugger. Oh, you bugger. Well, what's been what, happening I, this week? Cliff? What's been, with you, me? Schofield uh, and that? No. You, you, uh, you warned us about Schofield, didn't you? Was he on my list? I don't think he was actually. Yeah, because I don't wasn't suspicious was. of anymore. I was hundred percent sure <laughs> of me. Uh, exactly. I. <laughs> um, uh -huh. Schofield. Well, I think the thing is, it's a bit bit much to compare him to Jimmy Savile based on what he's yeah. what we know he's done. <laughs> like, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think it's good to abuse a position of power, uh, by, you know. I guess he didn't force himself on this young man, but he obviously was in a position where this lad wanted to do what he said. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's it's, it's, it's not an inappropriate, like, it's inappropriate, illegal uh, um, relationship, unwise but not illegal. Apparently, is the line he used, which is has spawned many a lovely meme this week of things that are unwise but not illegal. Uh, my yeah. favorite one was a picture of Jeffrey in bed with Bungle. On. <laughs> um, Jeff, but, Jeffrey, yeah, of course, I mean, Bungle is the person that's like lives his life naked, and, and then when he goes to bed, puts pajamas on, isn't he? A massive pair of stripy pajamas, yeah, uh, <laughs> like we Willy Winky style things. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's a bit of a dick behind the scenes, like. Puts off, obviously he's been putting on this nice guy persona for years and he's been a bit of a dick so that's not good he's definitely misused his position of power with this young man or young lad when he first met him that's a bit creepy isn't it like he first met him when he's 10 and then years yes, later yes that is definitely um, creepy but I think it's very harsh to be like yeah, well, obviously, this is just what we know. He's probably shagged dead bodies, and there's millions of kids that he's abused, like Jimmy Savile. I mean, uh, maybe, but I, th I think that's a bit 
much at the minute to do that. Well, without any any kind of evidence, of yeah, there's like that's nothing... kind of wrongdoing. It's just like you know, you kind of just go around accusing people of that quite issue. Like okay. now that uh, the tables or the the arrow of abuse of tabloid abuse has turned on Holly Willoughby just by being mates with him. Just, for just by association. <laughs> because she said, that's... well, I didn't know anything about it and I'm good he kept it from us. Well, obviously you knew because I know people that knew who just once went to the ITV studios and they knew about it, knew where his best mate. So uh-huh. it makes her look a bit daft by saying that she didn't know about it. But again... I think it, it's a long line of stuff, isn't it? They've been... They've made many mistakes over like the past couple of years or whatever with, you know, not queuing and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Given Gino the Campo, one. such a platform for his pretend yeah. Italian bullshit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, uh, I Sorry, Wardy. Many a mistake. Yeah, I mean, Wardy, why do you, why do you like that fella? He, goes, I mean, he, he went to a dinner with him a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> he went, but he went to that dinner because he liked them. That's not <laughs> the reason that he, he likes them. <laughs> He just went for dinner and Gino De Campo was there. Oh, yeah. He stole him to tell us. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just, apparently, it costs 200 pounds a ticket and you get four courses and wine and a meet and greet and I think a cookbook. But you also have to give an offer and have a guitar when you turn up. Otherwise, yeah. you're not allowed in. <laughs> you have to give up your valuables at the door. <laughs> in addition, he comes around with like a swag bag. It's funny, there's, That's a, what he did. there's a lass who used to live here that uh, was kind of friends with a lot of people that I know, Jane included, and she was American. And I was always saying to Jane, like, there's no way this woman's really American. Like, she's just not. This is an absolute, like, she's made up this extravagant lie of her life. She's definitely not American. She probably sounds like fucking Pat Butcher when she gets home. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe Gino De Campo to be of the same ilk. There's no way he's that Italian. <laughs> of the same ilk. Mm-hmm. I think he is right. That's my thought. I'm gonna, him, yeah. It's a good thought and a, a true thought. I think I'm going to send our friend Shane. The right thing. before he comes on, remind me again. Mm-hmm. It's Shane, like the yes, dog, like Shane Ritchie, like Shane Ritchie, like Shane Ritchie, or Shane like the cowboy film. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. So Brit pops well, back while we're waiting for him. Brit pop. How's Brit pop back? Well, Pulp are touring, Blur are touring, yeah. Suede have just uh-huh. been touring. Uh, lots of people I know went to see Blur, said they were very good. My lad from work said he was going baths. He said he was going to go and see them at Newcastle. It was like a warm-up gig or something. They look very good. Apparently it was very good. I quite like the new song. It sounds American again. It's quite this... American. doesn't sound uh-huh. like... Uh, like park life and all that shit, but I guess they haven't sounded right. like that for a long time. Park life's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, really, it's really just, bad. Boys, girls, and boys—that's a travesty, an absolute travesty. Um, country house, awful. Well, there's better songs on all of the albums than the singles, definitely. There is. There's some good. There's some good songs. I mean, I like. I, I bought a lot of that singles and stuff like that back in the day. Beetle Bomb and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Beetle Bomb is a great song. Oh, also, one song two rubbish. Hate it. I don't mind. I like song two though. I like that one. I like. I like Miss America from one of the. Yeah, that's albums. good. Well, they've got some really good song. Like I say, like not all of that thing. I prefer. I prefer the album tracks. 
Kenneth Williams. Um, yes. I watched the uh, the finale of Succession. That's finished. Uh-huh. That was uh, usually. I don't watch uh, that, did I? No, I know. Well, it's finished now. But you know what? I watched four series of it. Very long amount of time spent watching it. The last episode, I kind of just half watched. Like, and I was, halfway through, I was like, "Why have I spent so long watching this?" And then the last one. Well, that's, I'm there not you that go, you uh-huh. Well, that's why I'll not watch it because you know, if that's the case, what's the point in investing all that time in it? Mm-hmm. There's not. There's not. Hey, I've, I've got an Xbox now, Cliff. A have brand you? new Xbox. Yeah. So I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy. What does that? Do what been, happens in that? You're like, it's like a Harry Potter game, but are you're, you Harry Potter? No, you're your own person, but you're a wizard. Okay. And you put you get you do spells yourself? in that. You get to design yourself and touch your cats. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's what I've been doing. I've done. I've, I've got the Star Wars game, but I've I've kept away from the Star Wars game until I've done. The Hogwarts one. What is it? What's the Star Wars one? Uh, Jedi Survivor, it's called, and it looks good. So I'll I'll do that one after. I've never had a. Uh, I, I haven't had a console for years. I had a borrow of a Switch remote of John, who always mm-hmm. messages us abuse. I had his Switch did he, for a did while. Did he take it back? I mean, it was his. Like it was already right that I, gave I know, back. but that's that's a, that's a bit harsh of him, isn't it, Cliff? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't think that obviously. I mean, he, he could have just given you, couldn't he? I know. What's I the mean, point that's, of lending, that's normally it? what you think when someone says, "Do you want to borrow this?" Well, what's the point of lending? You, you just assume they're going to give you, don't you? I assume they won't ask for it back. Is what I assume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. That's what you do assume. So there you mm-hmm. go. I haven't watched any films or anything. Uh, um, I don't think I, don't I have. Think. I haven't even watched this one that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, last week. Well, I have watched it about three weeks ago. Just haven't watched yeah. it this week. Oh, uh, here he comes. Hello, Shane. Howdy, doody. Are you How all right? Are you my nice good to meet friend? You, Indeed, you too, Cliff. How, how, are, how you are you doing? doing? Aris, I've been uh, doing man stuff in the garden today. Been painting, painting the fence for the missus. Have you? Man stuff? Is that like <laughs> you go in the corner and have a wank? Secretly. <laughs> That's after. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, Shane, when was the last time I saw you? It was 15 years ago or something. What? <laughs> I thought, I thought it, honestly, like... it is. Oh, really? Because I, be. I work with, with Shane at T-Mobile. What? And then when I got you? married with yeah, we kind of kind of lost touch, didn't we, Shane? Um, yeah. You know, life and shit like that happens, doesn't it? But he, he's made such an impression on us, Shane, or you've made such an impression on us that you, you've all I've always thought you throw the I've got a message, Shane. Do you know what I mean? And I've never yeah. sort of got round to it until COVID. Was it COVID? It could have been COVID, huh? Aye, uh-huh. a lot of people back together, didn't it? Like it, it does. <laughs> and me and Shane have been uh, trying to organise going for a pint since COVID. How <laughs> 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 It hasn't yeah. quite worked out, has it? No. Where Where do you live, Shane? <laughs> Not your exact yeah, address, I obviously. I the end of Newcastle. All right. Okay. Okay. Canny, I used to live in Gosforth, and then in Biker. But uh, yeah, 
So, well, it's nice having. I honestly thought you were like knew you kept in touch and knew each other like recently. I didn't know it was T-Mobile days. Maybe I met you back then uh-huh. because we used to go out with somebody I met from then. Can't remember. Yeah, I, th- I think you might have met before. I think you might have done. Remember, I think if you if you remembered, he definitely remember. Well, I, just re- <laughs> I just remember that big Arsenal man. Oh, him. Uh, I remember him. Uh huh. Because he came out when we watched. I can't remember his name now. But he was he was a Londoner, wasn't he? Uh-huh. Big, I can't he remember. Shane remembers him. He was absolutely massive, and he told uh-huh. a story about getting stabbed at a football match and not realizing until he got home. <laughs> <laughs> he was a football hooligan. Big, no hair. Can you remember him, Shane? Oh, you probably can it, can you? It, it was 15 years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> Brett, it's more than 15 years ago. I'm sure the last time I saw Shane was probably at my wedding, I think. No, we oh, really? missed the wedding because um, our Jess had chicken pox. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, you see, I, I, I thought that you turned up like afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Did nah, you not turn up? No, because I'm chicken pox, so uh-huh. I can't Oh, well, it's even it's even fucking longer then. <laughs> 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 uh, Brett, we're here yes. to talk about a film that you both love. So do you yes. want to tell us what it is a bit? I, I can, yes. You, do you want a synopsis? Because you love the synopsis, don't you? No, I do. You know, I do. It's, a, it's a long-winded one, this one. Oh. So you're gonna like uh, it yep. even more. Yes, sir. I've been dying for this. <laughs> oh, nice one. Nice one. <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to talk about They Live from 1988. Mm-hmm. There you go. And They Live is a science fiction action film written and directed by John Carpenter and loosely based on the 1963 short story Eight O'clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson. Film stars Roddy Piper, Keith David, and Meg Foster. The film follows a drifter who discovers through special sunglasses that the ruling classes are aliens concealing their appearance and manipulating people to consume, breed, and conform to the status quo via subliminal messages in mass media. Uh huh. There you go. Right, it is. Best what do you ever. reckon of that? <laughs> Cheers, man. That's why Cliff avoids the synopsis. Well, I can't is do it the synopsis. Is that the plural of it? Synopsis. <laughs> uh, that sounds like the skexies of the darkness. It does, doesn't it? Uh, no, that was uh-huh. a very good one, Brett. I just can't do them justice. That's a problem. Um, <laughs> you certainly can. Then, I take it this is your favorite film, then, or one of them. Me, yes. Yeah. I absolutely love this because this is pretty much, it's almost like a documentary in it. <laughs> but it's, it just spread so many different, uh, well, it, it was the start of that genre, really, wasn't it? And then you had things like The Matrix that go on with it. Um, you could name so many other movies as well. But mm-hmm. uh, this was kind of just setting the tone and kind of rather than aliens, it's uh, you're just getting programmed into things. And I think that was when I first got into MK Ultra and stuff when I started watching this. But that's another uh-huh. podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a conspiracy guy, aren't you, Shane? You love you love the conspiracies, don't you? I love them absolutely. 
There's, there's nothing better than a good conspiracy. Absolutely not. No. 100%. Yeah. Well, they keep the, you busy. The, the other thing as well, uh, I think, as well as this film, this is like the start of it, isn't it? But like the X-Files after that sort of took it off as well mm-hmm. massively, didn't it? So that's the other thing that, that for me, I became a way of, of conspiracies. Because when I watched this one, I remember I was at school, I was still in the juniors, and I must have caught it late at night. And I've said to Cliff before, I love John Carpenter, I love all of his films, but I never realised like all of the films that I'd watched when I was a kid were all him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like I caught it sort of, it must have been late at night or whatever on ITV. And just the idea of the fact that someone could find these magical sunglasses put them on and his whole outlook on everything would change. Do you know what I mean? That was the amazing thing for me. And I remember going to school and sort of saying to people, did you see this film? Roddy Piper, the wrestler, puts the sunglasses on and you can see like aliens that are like ruling the earth and stuff like that. And everyone was like, no, you're making that up. (laughs) (laughs) Completely making that up. So when, when did you first see it, do you think, Shane? I think um, it might have been on DVD. I think it's just mm-hmm. been one of them, because it's not one of them where you kind of go out to go and physically watch it. I don't think I, I was really that into cinema at the time. Um, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I think I was working a lot of the time as well, you know, when you first start off as being a chef. But it was mm-hmm. one of them five years ago, I go for a movie and you go, damn, there's nothing. And yeah. then you go have a look around at other stuff and you go, this looks good, let's watch it. <laughs> Yeah, man, this is amazing. But um, I think someone talked to us about the they went, oh, what's the Philadelphia experiment? This is good, and that got mm-hmm. us into Monster, which then got us into the MK Ultra stuff. And yeah, then we talked about after that. Yeah, so this was my awakening movie, I guess. <laughs> was it? Because uh, John Cortner was the producer. Of that wasn't he the Philadelphia experiment as well? Yeah. yeah. All right, so the, the film in the which I still haven't seen, by the way, the, the 80s film of the Philadelphia experiment. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's a producer or a writer on it or something okay. like that. He's definitely connected to it. All right, but, interesting. Yeah, all right. So, do you think this well, is uh, John Carpenter? This is his outlook on life, do you think? Or is it just like because not all of his films follow this, right? But it'd be a bit. I think it's a bit weird to make a film that's so overtly kind of calling out mainstream media and politics and uh, consumerism without believing it. But do you think this is what he's into, Brett? Is he, is he this kind of guy? Well, from sort of reading interviews with him, the first thing that he would say, I think, is he's always had a problem with authority. So any authority figure, you know, he, he mistrusts. But this this particular film was made at the time of Reaganomics and stuff like that and in mm-hmm. sort of the 80s, which, strangely enough, is very similar to what the Conservative government are trying to do now with sort of trickle-down economics and, and things like that. And it just gets basically what it does. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And you can see that throughout this film. Do you know what I mean? That's why he's trying to show... So I think he's he's tried to obviously he's took it from that short story, but again it's very loosely based on that short story, 
and he's, he's, he's basically put it into what he felt was happening in America at the time, where Reagan was busting the unions and stuff like that. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And like mm-hmm. I say, unfortunately, that's exactly what they're doing now. Well, it's been happening yeah. ever since, hasn't it? Any capitalist country, I think it's that's just how it operates. It's just a bit more blatant now, I think, in, in England and America. Like, there's no shame in that, I think, is the difference between now and then. Uh, they kind of revel in it and visibly and audibly kind of scoff and pour scorn on, on well, those of us. Tra- that... Politicians don't try to hide what they're doing oh, anymore, what... do they? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They, yeah. they don't try and hide anything that... And they don't try and deny anything either, really, do they? That's what I mean. You don't need the the sunglasses now, right? It's it's kind yeah, of obvious what happens. It's out in the but, open. But no, nobody seems to be able to change it for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Well, this is the first time I've seen it. I'd never seen it before. So I loved uh-huh. it. Really, really loved it. Um, I didn't know what it was about. I'd only I'd seen the poster or the, the video cover, I suppose, loads of times. But I'd never yeah. seen it before. Um, and... It was kind of a coincidence. At the same time, I was I watched a documentary about Rowdy Roddy Piper. You had asked us to watch his film, and I watched this documentary uh-huh. about his life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, a big chunk of it was about this film, and it was just before I was about to watch it. So they went into it and the background of it and his performance and stuff a bit uh, in that documentary. And then I watched it, it made a bit more sense. Um, yeah, but he's a bit he's a strange choice to be in it, I suppose. Like on the face of it, he's good though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, Shane, you're a massive fan of the Evil Dead as well, aren't you? Which we did last week. You love oh, the yeah. Evil Dead, don't you? And mm. uh, I was reading that uh, Cop. I wanted uh, Bruce Campbell to be the lead in this film originally, yeah. but uh, obviously that didn't didn't come off for whatever reason. But I, I like I, I like Roddy Roddy Piper. He's, he's class, you know. He's using his like his wrestling sort of language it throughout the mm-hmm. film, like his insults. The famous one, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know absolutely meant, you know. And uh, so he's using all, all of his sort of quips and Cotton letting them put those quips in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also he's using his his wrestling moves as well, isn't he? Well, the fight's amazing. What well, uh, you think he's a bit like Rocky? No, no. Rambo, Rambo. I'm getting confused. He's a bit like, <laughs> he's Rambo, a bit like Rambo. He's a, a loner who's an ex-military man who's on the wonder, getting into scripts. Well, it's funny that you should mention that. I think because when we did do Rambo, I, I think I said it was the the best hobo film ever made, and then Shane <laughs> messages and went no. They lives the best oh, well, there film ever made. <laughs> so there you go, Shane. You, that's, right. that's weird. That <laughs> exactly isn't that what you said, Shane? It actually was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What do you think of Roddy Piper than there, Shane? Well, I heard a different. The story I heard about Roddy Piper was um, he was coming to the end of his career, uh, and he was talking with what's his name, the the owner of the WE at the time, Shane McMahon. Vince McMahon. Oh, Vince. Who's Shane McMahon then? Is that his son? It is, yeah. Vince, we'll call him. Vince. We'll call him Vincey. Mm-hmm. But um, he was saying, let's, I'll make a movie. You and me, we'll make a movie. Um, mm-hmm. But Hulk Hogan done a movie with uh, Vince, uh, McMahon, didn't he? Uh-huh. Do you remember? 
Have you ever watched it? Oh, I remember probably. going to the pictures. Is, is it the one? Is it the one where he's like some kind of nanny? Suburban. There was two, wasn't it? Suburban Commando, and there was oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Nanny. I think was that right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Nanny. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All awful. So you see, so he made a good choice of going with um, John Carpenter. Yeah, <laughs> I hear yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> I mean, John Carpenter was massive at the time as well. I mean, obviously, you know, look at the films he's made and stuff like that. If you had a, a choice to make a film with Vince McMahon or <laughs> John Carpenter, you'd definitely go with John Carpenter, wouldn't you? Well, I suppose you know really? you're on your way out of the wrestling or not. Like Hulk Hogan still had a few years left in him, didn't he? So he probably was milking that. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? I think I think he's good in it. I, like he carries himself when I think it's, well. I think some of his dialogue doesn't seem that natural with the rest of the people because he is very like stagey, like the wrestling guys are, I suppose. But uh, it is funny yeah. that the one where he's in the shop. What's that line again about the bubblegum? That is that the one you're on about? <laughs> yeah, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? That's where it is. <laughs> it's a good... There's, there's loads of good lines. And they're trying to explain why he's behaving like that as well. When he puts the sunglasses on, it also it's like a drug, in it? He like keeps mm. saying it throughout the film. It's, it's you know, he, he, and when he takes the glasses off, he gets a cracking headache and you know, like a calm yeah. down type thing, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to explain why he's coming out with that sort of, you know extravagant behavior and mm. extravagant things that he says the the other one that i like as well as the way he first puts them on and obviously he, he goes into a shop and he can say that people are aliens and stuff yeah. like that and he says to this woman you look like your head full in the cheese dip back in 1957 Exactly. I don't know what it means, but it's obviously you know what. Like, did you ever watch a wrestling chain back in the day? Yeah, a little bit. Uh huh. If, if, remember when they used to like be on camera? They, no, they weren't wrestling, but they were they on camera, camera and they were like calling out the other wrestlers <laughs> and stuff like that. That's what he's doing, isn't he? He's using those same lines yeah, that he would. So, yeah. He would well, use this call out the other wrestlers. So when I was watching that documentary about him, apparently that that was what got him like going. So when he first started, that was the best bit of him. Like we got forget he was a wrestler, but he wasn't the best in the world at the wrestling bit. But his pieces to camera and his language and stuff was what yeah. got everybody going because he ended up being like the baddie. And he wound everybody up because he would always be like calling everybody out and all of that kind of stuff. So it was that uh-huh. like use of language that got him famous or got his foot in the door with the wrestler and kept them going. So I suppose if people were looking at that, who these people are popular, who should we get to be in a film? He's probably going to be one of the choices for that. Mm. I suppose. I mean, he had, um, he had a tough life as well, didn't he? he? Got stabbed and all kinds of stuff. In, yeah, yeah. In real life. Rough. Um, we're gonna have to. T- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Take a break. We're back. A little break. We've got about half an hour to talk about some more of the film. Uh, any favorite bits? My favorite bit is the fight in the alley because I think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 go- is it goes on for ages and it genuinely looks like they're laughing at each other when it's happening when they're obviously meant to be having a pro- proper like fight. Yeah. But, but I, uh, I love it. It is amazing. I mean, it's it, the whole premise of it is is that John Narder, because that's what he's called, mm-hmm. uh, Roddy Piper, he's trying to get Keith David to put the sunglasses on so he yes. can see this universe and the con or whatever that, that's happening. And he won't put them on, will he? Um, so they have this massive fight. It lasts for like seven minutes or something like that. It's on it? for ages, but it's good to keep going and going. And I think that's what's funny. Like, and you think it's going to end. He like picks him up and gets him to like come, get back on with it, doesn't he? At one point, like it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> encourages it to keep going. I, I love it. Really love it. I know that's like the one bit of the Ooh. film that isn't, doesn't really fit with the storyline of stuff other than he's trying to get him to put the glasses on. Like it's uh-huh. it's there because of Rowdy Roddy Piper as a wrestler, I suppose. But uh yeah. I think it's a I just think it's a good bit that brings something different to the overall like hour and a half that the film's on. Uh-huh. I mean it's legendary, isn't it? That fight scene. It's like it, it is the longest fight scene in cinema history, I think, isn't it? Something like that. <laughs> so uh, I mean, but you would use Piper like that, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Course, would, yeah, he's a wrestler, it. so you're going to use him like that. And I think somebody said to John Copner, did you ever like consider shortening it? And he went, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. What well, was, what's uh... your favourite bit, Shane, do you think? Yeah. Well, the fight is one of the ones that I do really appreciate. And I think a lot of people forget that the, I think Carpenter kept it in for the main reason of being it's easier to fool someone than it is to prove to someone that yeah, right. so big, and he's. I mean, David knows that uh, basically, if he puts on the glasses, he uh-huh. can't hide in this the matrix, as it were. Uh, uh-huh. So he has to. He knows there's something wrong. Uh-huh. He just doesn't want to know what it is, uh-huh. and that was pretty much all the way up through to the film. I didn't want to know nothing, nor stay out of it. And then yeah. they have to fight, and they put the glasses on. It's like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because like throughout, he's just saying. Keith David's character's just saying, keep your head down. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Don't yeah. don't make yourself sort of like a way to anybody or anything like that. Just keep your head down and keep working or whatever. But even though he is doing that, he's like, he's not with his family. He's not, you know, he talks about his family I live in somewhere else and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's obviously not earned a lot of money because they're on this awful kind of homeless campsite thing, aren't they, in LA? Yeah. So it's not working. Yeah. I think that was the whole idea as well, because if you look through the the movie, it's like it's it's shown through the eyes of the homeless as well. Um, uh-huh. Carpenter didn't like Reagan anyway. Um, I mean, he made that abundantly clear. Uh-huh. Um, and even Reagan's, I suppose, policy now would have turned up here as well. So uh-huh. it goes generational, generational, and carries on. Uh, yeah. But uh-huh. um, I think the main. The things I liked about the film, um, 
was just about the the no thought obey and it's just yeah like, yeah the signals and then uh -huh. david as well you know again you could go on with him with these signals from saturn and the moon beaming the signals down to us yeah so there's there's another kind of thing that links to it but uh -huh. it, it's just great how it's just it is no matter what time you'll put it in doesn't matter where it was maybe 15 years before or even 15 years after now people mm -hmm. will say yeah that stood the test of time i mean mm -hmm. an eight-page comic in it it was an yeah. eight-page comic that turned into like a 24-page book yeah so uh -huh. So it is it is still relevant, isn't it? It completely is. Unfortunately, that's that's yeah. the thing about it. I mean, yeah. it would be nice if it wasn't. I think what's um, really good about it as well is like how it's not trying to be clever or dress it up. It it's it's laying this out for you in a really easy way to go, oh shit, yeah, I get that. And mm -hmm. I, I can see that that happens, whether you whatever side of the fence you're on, it, it doesn't it's not making it too clever. It's not trying to complicate things. It's not using overcomplicated sci-fi language or political language or anything like that. It's a it's a really on the level way of getting this point across that, yeah, capitalism and consumerism and the way people tell you what to do and how you're conditioned to behave and act and spend your money and live your life is like it's it's there. If you want to acknowledge it and fight against it or get on board with it or get your head down and get on with it like it's up to you mm -hmm. yeah it, it wraps around everything nowadays isn't it social media yeah guaranteed people are in the phones at least what half an hour two hours a day easy uh -huh. yeah it's oh, easy, easy. It's easy Hi, grab them. <laughs> it is it is and i mean not just that but like the news and stuff like that as well i mean yeah. obviously you know there's a big part of the film where you know they're, they're trying to sort of break through the signal, aren't they? And they're, they're trying to warn the people of, as to what's happening and stuff like that. And that's when the camp gets sort of overtaken by the aliens or the authorities and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which is a brilliant scene, I think. And, yeah, and I like that. Amazing, amazing Carpenter stuff where the, the homeless camp gets raided. I think that's absolutely mm. class, wonderful. But my favourite scene is just where he puts the glasses on where he puts them on for the first time and everything changes everything's black and white and obviously you know it's you know things in magazines obey and serve and you know stuff like that it's just wonderful imagery and yeah. it's it, i mean it probably has i mean you see people walking around with t-shirts on with obey <laughs> on and stuff like that don't you do you know what i mean so I think it's that that part where he puts the sunglasses on is just the best bit in the film for me. It's just absolutely wonderful. Absolutely great. That's yeah. what I think. And Jane, like like you say, it's obviously influenced a lot of other stuff as well, or, or the themes of this have been taken on in much bigger, more popular films that everyone knows, like you said, The Matrix, but in all kinds of stuff, whether it's TV or books or comics, like these themes mm. have been and gone. And I think you've got to You've got to be like proud of John Carpenter for like starting that in this in this way. I think I, I think so anyway. Yeah, well, I think this was only what how many? I don't think there was that many Carpenter movies uh, had been before this. It, was, it might have only been about three or four, I think. 
I think yeah. this was it, yeah. So, I mean, he, he started in the 70s and stuff, so he, he's already done, like, The Thing. He's already done, like, Starman, Escape from New York and stuff like that. So this was at the point, I think, where he had pretty much pissed off, like, the studios and stuff <laughs> with The Thing. Obviously, he likes pissing people off, do you know what I mean? So the, the kind of just said, he has two million quid or whatever, just go and fucking make a film. And that's what he did with with I mean it's low budget stuff, but you wouldn't you wouldn't think by looking at it, would you, that it's low budget? It looks absolutely amazing. No, but I think that, that's what we've we've mentioned in previous John Carpenter stuff. What he manages to do with the the money he's been allowed to spend is amazing, I think. Yeah, it is. Even the well. I think um, you know, even if you go back to like uh Inu Marconi and the uh, the thing, the music mm-hmm. on there. Absolutely amazing. He's just amazing at just getting the right music at the right time. And yeah. that beat that goes all the way through. Yeah, it's really good. Well, it's right at the start that that as well, isn't it? And yeah. I've I've been to see John Carpenter twice live because he composed the music for the, this film. And when he's on stage and stuff like that, and he put he plays the theme from from They Live, they'll all stick the sunglasses on. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like projections and stuff like that behind them of like clips from the film and stuff like that. And he's an amazing guy to go and see live. Like he's he's absolutely class. What does he do? Like what does he play? So it, most of the themes or all of the themes from his films are composed by him, mm-hmm. apart from as Shane just said, the thing, which is Marconi, but Carpenter's definitely got a little hand in that. There's a this synth bit in that. It's strings, which is more corny, obviously, but there's like a synth bit throughout the film, which is definitely Carpenter. But he's always kind of denied that he's done that. All right, but okay. I think I think that he's just trying to say, I don't want to take anything away from Marconi because he's one of his heroes and stuff. So, and the other oh, one oh God. That, that he didn't do was Starman. Okay. He didn't do like the theme from Starman or anything. I really want to watch that. Exactly like John (laughs) Cop. Yeah. I used to love that one as a kid. Yeah, it's mint. I I mean, I love all of his films. The only one, the only one I can't get away with is um, the one on Mars. That's the only one. Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, I just can't. I I can't really handle that one. But when you go to see him, what's he doing? Is he playing the playing the drums or singing or what? Well, he's, key, he's a keyboard man, you know. He's synth. He's a synth guy. So he's playing. He's playing the keyboards. I've got physical on his keyboard. He's he's playing the keys. Was well, he song. like Rick Wakeman? Got loads No, of I, I, I mean he, he he's not like that. He's not like a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not dressed as a wizard or anything. So he's playing the keyboards. He's, he's his son, Cody Carpenter, he's also playing the keyboards. And we've had Cody Carpenter songs on and stuff like that on mm-hmm. the podcast, haven't we? Uh-huh. And uh, he's got a guitarist there with him as well and, and drums and stuff like that. And I think um, the guitarist is Ray Davies' son. Really? Okay. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's wonderful because, like, if you like John Carpenter, if you, if you like all these films, obviously – you like the music as well because it's a massive part of it. Then, mm. you know, it, it's just great to see this master 
Do you know what I mean? In in both music and you know directing films and stuff like that. What film did he do after this? Um, I think I'd have to check, but I think it might be in the mouth of madness or Prince um, of Darkness. Maybe I will check. Was this was this well received when it came out? Was it popular? Well, there's a conspiracy theory there with that. I don't know if you know anything about that chain, but no, when it came out, it went to number one. So it was it was number one in the box office. This film, okay. okay. And then when people realised what it was about, it just dropped completely. Oh really? Okay. And that's apparently it's never ever happened before where some something's gone into number one and then just completely dropped out of like the charts or whatever. Maybe they, they took it out of cinemas and stuff when they realised yeah. what it was about. But that's what happened, apparently. All right, interesting. Shane, anything else you want to say about the film? Um, no, I just love it. Um, and I think, well, one of the things I always loved about uh, the movie was, um, I can't remember her name, I made notes, you know. Funnily enough, today, <laughs> I found out just how many notebooks our Emma has. <laughs> and how many's that chain? And well, what is she writing them? Exactly. You're talking about Meg Foster, the, the girl yeah. in it with the eyes. That's it. So she was uh -huh. like very ambiguous, and it was just an excellent bit of casting as to like, oh, is she one yeah. of them? Is she? Yeah. But yeah, that was one of the things I loved. But yeah, uh, it was just the fact that it was a, a carpenter movie that just opened up so many other movies like the Truman Show and yeah, yeah, you can go on with it, Matrix and whatever. So, what but do you maybe, think of Carpenter then, Shane? What did, did, do you like all of these films? Or I love Carpenter. You kind of gone wrong with it. Um, doesn't even matter. Yeah. I think the only thing I didn't like was the vampires. Um, uh huh. But other than that, um, it's just great. He was like. Is the if ever you see it, name a, a, a director from the eighties, you just stand John Carpenter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. he's amazing. I totally love him with you, Brett. Yeah, I, I don't think back in the day we really had a chat about John Carpenter, did we? It wasn't really <laughs> something that we talked about at the time. Not that I remember, anyway. I mean, me memory might be clouded slightly there, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, uh, I would agree with you there. <laughs> There's a possibility of that, isn't there? We're probably talking about all the time. Never shut up about it. Am I still from Dublin Guns? Kill the fish. Kill the fish. Yeah, kill the fish. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> just one line with that come out randomness whenever. I'm sure you know this clip. <laughs> Yes. yes, we'll have some good times. <laughs> Definitely did. Definitely did. Well, that's great. <laughs> uh, I've got a quiz about skeletons because that's what I thought this film was about. Uh, so. <laughs> it's not about skeletons. Your message before. It's a horror film, this, Brett. No, it's not a horror film. There's skeletons in it. Skeletons. Where are the skeletons? You can see people's skeletons. That, it's the aliens. It's the aliens. Well... Apparently, it's the okay. same guy who plays all the oh, aliens okay. in the photos, aren't I? The well, stunt guy. Well, unluckily for both of you, there's a quiz about skeletons. So uh, we've got five questions. To answer, hold on. To answer your question, Cliff. Yeah. 
Prince of Darkness was a year before this one. Okay. And the film after was Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. With Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh-huh. what... Have you seen that one, Shane? Which one? Memoirs of an Invisible Man. <laughs> I do remember watching it with Chevy Chase. Uh, <laughs> it was there when he was. Yeah, he broke it. Invite you, invite you to the premiere. <laughs> Fucking Chevy, get out, man. <laughs> I've told you, Chevy, man. <laughs> he pushes off that wank in the corner as well. Just kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> right, skeleton quiz. Skeleton quiz. And tell he's about skeletons, right? So, Nightmare Before Christmas. I've never seen it. But apparently the main skeleton fella is called Jack Skellington. But yeah. who plays him, sings the songs and does the voice? Do you know? I it's do. Unusual. Do you know Shane? It's a Tim Burton film, isn't it? Yeah, yes. I've got a feeling it's Johnny Depp. Well, I could be wrong. <laughs> it is it Johnny was Depp. not a bad shout because it normally <laughs> would be him. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Johnny Depp. It's Danny Elfman. The composer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It is the it's film it. composer. It's Danny Elfman. He sings the songs and, and does the voice. Johnny Depp is definitely Jack Skeleton. Like well, don't take it up with me. Take it up with whatever the terrible website. Wherever you got your information <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody liar. Maybe this is you like. Can that, see how uh, this quiz is going to go, aren't you? <laughs> that's correct. Right. Another one that may or may not be correct. In Captain America, the first Avenger, we meet the Red Skull, who's called, his real name's Johan Schmidt. But who plays him? Do you know that one? Shane's the Marvel guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but it's... Um, he's a Matrix guy as well. That's right. And he's the elf of uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Red. Anderson. Yeah, that's that one. Mm-hmm. No, what, is his na- what is it? He's Australian, isn't he? He is Australian. It's called Hugo Weaving. That's um, right. I did lots of stuff, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, yes. Another one about who plays who. You know the animated Pixar film Coco about the day nope. of the dead? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> no. That's the question. So well done, you got that one. Well, right. get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Coco. Um, it's a hold on. This is an it's animated class. film about the Day of the Dead. It's class. It's really good. Is it? Uh-huh. Right. Honestly, I would recommend it. Nickage <laughs> in the eyes when you do watch it like in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's the best animated film, do you think? Shane? Akira. 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 Oh, I've watched that for years. Uh, I haven't seen it. it, though. I remember Maybe. watching that as a teenager at class. Was it banned or something for years, Shane? Or was it no, just I not available or something? Just new one, uh, new one here for the, the rights over here. Yeah. So I remember when it first came out, 91 or 92 yeah. or something. I travelled, well, I was working at Tumbridge Wells at the time, and uh, and it was on in Brighton. I went, I'm done. And literally All right. just <laughs> train down, put me on, watch the movie, come back. Uh, it was class. I remember when it came out because it was a big deal that it was suddenly available. That, the Japanese anime thing mm-hmm. is that yeah. where it is? I no, think I've there never, was a I've remake a couple of years that. ago, but I, can't, I don't know much about that. What do you think that the greatest animated film is then, Cliff? 
Jungle Book? Jungle Book. It's yeah. just the best of It's got good songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never really thought about that before, but uh, that's the one that springs to mind for me. Uh huh. What about you? Are you gonna ask me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think Snow White. Do you? It's mm-hmm. sinister as fuck. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really White. weird, Snow White. It's a really uh-huh. weird story. Um, it is like most of these things are, like Pinocchio. Not a kid Pinocchio, story. That, yeah. No, a kid story into a donkey. What? What? He's, what's that? He's, he's gets abducted. <laughs> he's in the, like child slavery after about ten minutes of the film. <laughs> really weird. Um, and obviously the the traumatizing watership down as well. I knew which, you'd mention that. Well, it's that fucking horrible. You love it as a kid. It was good. I anyway, didn't like it. It's not. Is there any skeletons in that at the beginning when the hair? Something about the hair. Don't the rabbits get electrocuted or something? The turn right, you skeletons. say the skeletons, yeah, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Number question number four. In Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence uh-huh. is a skeleton at the Halloween party, and mm-hmm. he beats up Daniel's son. But what is Daniel's costume? The best mm-hmm. fancy dress costume of all time. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember this one, Shane. Can you? It's, it's either a shower cubicle or a shower in a bath. It's so a shower cubicle. That is, it comes dressed as a shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Very well remembered, Dish. <laughs> well done. Right, last one. To be honest, I don't know why I picked this one. So in 2001, a movie called Bones came out, and this is the synopsis about this. Mm-hmm. Over 20 years after his death by a gunshot, Jimmy Bones comes back as a ghost to wreak revenge on those who killed him and to clean up the neighbourhood. But who plays Jimmy Bones? <laughs> Can I have a guess? Yeah. Is it Ice-T? No, but you're very close. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Bones. <laughs> Shane, do you want to have a guess? Who is it American? Uh-huh. All right. Well, and, and what year was it? Is there a rat backlip? Is there a rat backlip? Go on. Don't tell me it's Snoop Dogg. It is Snoop Dogg, and with that, you win the quiz. (laughs) 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 And also, I think I need to watch Jimmy Bones. (laughs) Jimmy Bones. (laughs) Also, it, it it came up in a list of films about skeletons. But other than being called Bones, I don't think there's any skeletons in it. <laughs> hey, well, you, you never know until we've watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a right. good one. We'll have to get into that one, Ike, won't we? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> Shane, it's been really nice to meet you, mate. And thank you for your expertise on that film. I uh, very much enjoyed that. Um, we've got some music. Yes, mate. It was lovely to see you again. We'll definitely go out for that pint at some point, even though it'll probably take July. five, ten years. Who knows? <laughs> but it, it, it was meant to see you. I'll be looking forward to seeing you all day. So so thank That's you, been, Matt. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us on. It's been great. And keep up all the good work as well. No, I need mother. Thank yeah, you, sure. man. Thank, thank you very you. much. Brett, what we got now? Music? 
Yes, we've got uh, music from Similarum Lab. Uh, well, I think every single time we've done a John Copner film, we've had Similarum <laughs> Lab think on. So, yeah. Because obviously, you know, one of them was with Cody Copner and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. So mm-hmm. uh, this one is wonderfully called Condor Strike. Yes. It sounds like a, an 80s cartoon. Lost or 80s Spectrum cartoon. game. <laughs> or a Spectrum game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we go then. Uh, we'll put that on. See you again, everyone. Thanks again, Shane. Nice to meet you, mate. Take care. And uh, if you have that pint in July, I'll come along with you. Yes, we'll go in July, yeah. Well, we'll All do right. That, yes. <laughs> yeah. See, See you later. <laughs> Take care. See you, mate. <laughs>